Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Vineyard Collective Podcast. My name is Samuel Warden. I am one of the hosts. The Vineyard Collective Podcast has been created to have everyday conversations with people. It's a chance where we get to slow down, have conversations about creativity, healing, prophetic, whatever it is, you name it, we'll talk about it. So come join us. We love you guys. We'll see you on the podcast. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Vineyard Collective Podcast. My name is Samuel. I'm one of your hosts. Today, I have Thad, our pastor on staff. He's amazing. What's up, Thad? Welcome to the podcast, dude. How's it going? Good. (laughs) (laughs) So Thad is awesome. He's funny. We goof off a lot. We have serious conversations, yet funny conversations. Um, So Thad, tell us a little bit about yourself, family, life, what you like to do, hobbies. Man, I could go... On and on about We've this. got time, bro. We've got a full life. Yeah, I've got a full life. I'm living life to the fullest. <laughs> I mean, that's right. It, absolutely. I've um, been married for, oh, that's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> 17 years. Retake. It needs to be quicker. You need to say quicker. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, been married 17 years to okay. my wife, Emily. Wow. Um, we'll be 18 years in March. Um, wow. Got two daughters, Zoe and Hadley. Um, Zoe is 15 and Hadley is 12. Wow. So. Um, what do you like to do for fun? Full life, uh, fun, man. I do a lot of different things for fun. Um, okay. The main things I love doing is just going out in nature, man. I, okay. Um, camping, camping. If I could do anything in any given day, yeah. Like just let's camp. go camping. I don't care though. The only weather. I was actually going to go camping a couple weeks ago, the last weekend in December or week in December, yeah. and it was the one day that it rained, and rain is the only weather that will. <laughs> you don't like rain? I will not camp in. If I have to, I will, but. Like if you're out there and it rains, it's if whatever. I'm out there, I'm not going home. But yeah, if it's yeah. raining when I'm getting ready to pack up and head out there. I feel I like that's know. only for like YouTube videos. Like if you watch yeah, any YouTube videos of like people bushcrafting or whatever. I got to prove anymore. I'm too old. <laughs> like this sucks. <laughs> so I'm leaving. <laughs> if it's cold, snowing, that's actually, I wanted it to be snowing. Well, um, I've, I've never I've, gone backpacking or anything in the snow. I have like once or twice and it's just not something I've done a lot of. So yeah. I, just, I wanted that experience. And have you gone anywhere like super wild or fun that you'd like, if you want to go backpacking, you should go there. I want to go to Tennessee. South Africa. Really? Oh man. Did you really go there? Uh, yeah. We, um, I was in South Africa for two weeks, like 10 years ago. Um, wow. That's a whole nother story. I don't know how much you want to get into. No, that. go ahead. Tell me the story of that. Yeah. Well, I went, there's an organization called world vision. Okay. Um, my buddy started a program within world vision called yeah. team world vision where, um, they run races to raise up okay. awareness and, and generate child sponsors. And so wow. we went, there's a, there's a large race in South Africa called Comrades Marathon. It's a 56 okay. mile race. Wow. And we had 20 of us that went on that race. And as a team, we raised up over a thousand child sponsors from that trip. Dang, dude. Um, That's so sick. Yeah. So uh, awesome experience, awesome opportunity. Um, yeah. But so part of that time we were hiking and um there's a mountain range called the Drakensberg Mountains wow. there in South Africa. So we were we did we took a day and just hiked around and Dang. saw some waterfalls and Do you see any crazy wildlife? Um we we did go on a safari, so we saw typical Yeah. Lions, tigers, and yeah, bears. Yeah. <laughs> um that kind of stuff. But yeah. uh yeah, the people there are amazing people. Um was blown away by everyone. Just their 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 spirit, their friendliness, their um very embracing of us. Yeah. And, um, you know, like a lot of times in you do missions trips or different things, you end up mm-hmm. receiving more than you. Yeah. I think like that's like you. a misconception. Like I've never gone outside of the country for mission trips. I want to, yeah. like I really do. Um, just to like go, go see the world, go see like what you're actually like interceding for and stuff like yeah. that. But anytime I would do one in the States, like I'm like, dang, like 
this is on my front doorstep, you know, kind of a thing. And it, it, it changes you more than I think you actually impact the community is what I feel like. But yeah, many times. I mean, absolutely. I think that's, um, yeah, people don't, a lot of times people don't understand that till they yeah. go through it. But, um, I mean, the reality, yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're going to get it. I mean, we're going to get in all this, you know, one of the things I love, bro, is I think, um, I think you have such an adventurous spirit. I, I love people like that. I love people that like want to go on an adventure, like whether it's backpacking, hiking, whatever, but, or an adventure with the Lord where you're like, you know what, Lord, we're going to go on this crazy adventure. Um, so today's podcast, dude, we're going to entitle it. Um, let me think, uh, let, let's think of a good title. We're going to use this title from now on for this podcast. Um, Adventures of the soul. That's what we're going to call it today. Perfect. You're, Ad, you're the creative. Adventure. One, so, uh, ad, no, you're creative. You're creative, <laughs> so you're creative. But, um, <laughs> oh, geez. You hit a, you had a hot button. But, um, adventures of the soul. And, you know, someone who is very pastoral, very caring about people's mm-hmm. internal world and how they process things and how they function. I think you're, you're such a well of knowledge and you help me more in conversation than probably most pulpits, to be honest. Like, and I'm not saying pulpit teaching is bad or anything like that, but like, like when it comes to the soul, I, I don't hear many people talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hear a lot of people talking about your spirit, your mind, uh, your flesh, you know, like, <laughs> like all those things. But I don't hear people talking about the soul when I believe Paul says, I pray that you are in good health, even as your soul prospers. Mm-hmm. So if Paul must have had a, a clue on something that we don't talk about a lot, I don't feel like, like in the church world, so we're going to go down that adventure, down that journey. Great. Um, but what are some things that you do? Um, we'll get into like the soul idea, but like that you, refreshes your soul. Like just to start a framework off for us. Is it backpacking? Is it, you know, camping, fishing, hunting? What is it? Yeah. I mean, all, all the things you just listed, like yeah. help. But I think what, what really drives home ministry yeah. to my own soul is inviting God along into whatever it is that I'm doing. Okay. And allowing my mind to treat him as an active participant with me. Wow. Um, so uh, like I, in my own vocabulary, I tend, I call those things God ventures. Cause yeah. it's like, it doesn't really matter what I'm doing. Um, Should we just call it God ventures of the soul? Rich, what do you no, think? No, you can't take that. That's mine. No, I can't take it. Dang it. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean that you know, for me nature really um yeah. It settles me down. It just allows me to enter into a place where I'm just a little more relaxed and, and mm-hmm. calm. I'm not stressed, I'm not on edge, I'm not um I'm not attached to my electronic devices. I'm not yeah. you know, I'm sort of unplugged from the rest of mm-hmm. the world and it just makes it easier yeah. for me to um interact with, with Papa. Yeah. I mean, it's not for everybody. Everyone's yeah. going to have Everyone is different, but yeah. But so for me, like, um, probably if I had to nail down one specific thing, it would be sitting around a campfire. Really? Um, there is just something, something about it, dude, about sitting around a fire and just relaxing. And so a lot yeah. of times, um, even if I have a, having a fire by myself at home, yeah. like I will sit out an extra chair, yeah. um, and just, Lord, there it is. Pretend. I mean, yeah. I mean, pretend like he's really there, yeah. but it helps me visualize mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. Um, okay. So one thing that like, I, I love that you're talking about is like, it's going to be different for everybody. It's God adventures, you know, mm-hmm. inviting him on it. But one of the things like that, why do you think, I mean, I mean, you really press for people to take care of their soul, their self, their internal world. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that such an overlooked area 
in the church world. Like I can honestly probably list on one hand in 28 years of being alive, how many messages I've heard about the soul. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't need two of the fingers. <laughs> like, I, so essentially three. But like, why do, why do you think it's an, a glossed over? Because I think it actually deprives um, believers of being whole. Like this yeah. idea of living a whole life. Why do you think it's like, what is your thought process? I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I can, I, I would, I'll throw out a guess, I guess. Yeah, the best yeah for sure. I could say, Just like I, what I you've really observed what, or. Um, I think a lot of times it's harder because it, it's such an individual, individualistic, personal thing. So mm-hmm. like what works for me might translate into your life, but not like a hundred percent. Yeah. And so like, it's not, I don't know if it always lends to a clear cut three step message yeah. sort of thing where people are coming and they really want actionable yeah. content. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, um, but I think that's, you know, the whole point of it is it's, it's adventuring with God. It's a, it's a God venture. It's yeah. like, it's, there's an exploration part of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think a lot of, I mean, there's many areas in my own life that I don't, I don't want to go down that road unless yeah. I'm fairly confident or certain right. of what the outcome is going to be. Wow. When you're adventuring with God, when you're, um, you know, doing soul care, like there's a, I mean, you know, you can, I can trust God with it, mm-hmm. but like it's an experience. So there's not like a A plus B equals C. You just sort yeah. of have to step into the fog and like yeah. every step you take, you're going to yeah. receive a little more clarity, but you yeah. may not, um, you may only see that next step in front of you, then that next step and that next yeah. step, you're not going to see it all laid out before you. So it, I think that makes it intimidating for some people, scary for some people, yeah. hard for some people. Right. I think, I think one of the things for me is like, we talk about being spirit, soul, and body. We really err on having like a strong spirit, err on like health in your body, but we leave out like soul. And so for me, like the person I'm like, you know, you can talk about the hierarchy of the soul. It's kind of like a thought process that people kind of like, there's levels to it of like, the will is your very bottom level, your emotions and your mind. You want your mind to govern your emotions, not the other way around, you know, emotions or data, all the things like I feel like it's been overlooked and I think it's because of one of the reasons we said it's, it's a personal journey. I think what happens is the vulnerability you have to have on stage to talk about the soul mm-hmm. is completely different than you do talking about your spirit or closeness to the, I think you have to be so vulnerable. Like I struggled with this X, Y, and Z, and I had to invite the Lord on a journey to fix this in me, mm-hmm. to actually show me how to walk out in health, to show me how to have a whole life in that. What do you think when it comes to the soul? Why do you think emotions, let's just say the hierarchy is correct. Why do you think emotions run rampant all the time? I think it's so easy to be ruled and governed by them, but like, what is your thought process about like emotional health in our soul? Well, again, I mean, you, you kind of briefly touched on it. I mean, I think emotions are simply meant to be data, like just input. So they, they're just like, they inform what's going on yeah. either within us or around us. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. They're, they're a tool to be utilized. Yeah. Um, the challenge is that most of us feel them so strongly mm-hmm. that 
it, it takes a lot of self-control to not be ruled by your emotions too. Yeah. Especially, you know, when you're angry, like right. to sit there and not act out of that anger, yeah. to actually process it, to think through, okay, what, what is going on right now? What are, I'm feeling angry, but is there anything underlying even underneath that? That's yeah. really more, um, what's going on. And then what do I do? How do I handle that coming out yeah. of this? Not just so what are, what are some anger. steps that like, so yeah, I know we're getting into the, the nitty gritty already. Like <laughs> what are some steps? Cause I think, I think like you said, it doesn't translate for everyone, but I think there's some universal things that you can do. You know what I mean? Like just like any other principle, mm-hmm. like spending time with God is a universal thing. How you do that is different for everybody. But, um, like what's some universal things that we can do to govern our emotions better? Cause I think, like, just like you said, like, I need to process where is this anger coming from? What are some practical things that people can do, whether it's like depression's hitting or anger's hitting? Like, where is this being processed through? Like, yeah, well, what I are mean, some steps that you would say, hey, just try these right now? You know, you talked earlier about um, pastors or speakers being vulnerable. And that's like one of the steps is be courageous enough to be vulnerable when you're experiencing yeah. something or when you're feeling something and you don't know what to do with it, like mm-hmm. go ask somebody. It's okay to ask for help. Like, okay. Right there. Let's, let's just, we're going to comma okay. what I, my previous question. <laughs> it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I've, I genuinely feel that this is just me and maybe I'm not, I'm only 28, right? I haven't, I haven't lived a long life. I haven't seen a lot. But I feel like in the church, asking for help is some, for some reason, a sign of weakness or not being a good Christian, or you don't have your life together. Like it's like this front or this mask that we have to wear like, oh, we're fine. Yeah. Why is it so hard for people to ask for help? Like what, like what is the narrative that they're hearing that might not be factual versus the reality of when you ask for help? Well, I think, you know, many times for me, I can think of specific scenarios where yeah. like, I want people to, I don't want people to know that I don't know what's going on or what to do. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. um, you know, I think that's true for a lot of us. Like we, we want, we genuinely want to feel mm-hmm. competent and know what we're doing. Yeah. And so just the simple act of acknowledging the fact that I don't know that mm-hmm. that's hard for a lot of people. That's hard for me many times. Me too. I mean, um, it's, in, it, it's human. It can be humiliating yeah. or embarrassing. Like, you know, um, man, I've got my undergraduate degree in in biblical literature. I've been a pastor for twenty years. I should know some of this stuff by right. now. Like, I can you can fall under that trap very quickly. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, I certainly empathetic towards that. But I think there's something freeing about finding the courage to just yeah. say, like, I don't know, and reach out for help. Yeah. Um, yeah. A number of authors that I've followed over the years, um, they talk about this. Like one guy talked about um, how anytime he would have to call somebody to yeah. perform maintenance on his house, furnace, roof, whatever, yeah, yeah. how much he would feel like a little boy inside. And yeah. It wasn't until he forced himself to treat that as a learning opportunity to say, you know what, that's okay that I don't know how to do every single thing under yeah. the sun. But what I am going to do is I'm going to use this experience as an opportunity to learn. So yeah. when I call over the furnace guy, I'm going to, hey, I'm paying you anyway. So I'm yeah. not going to get in your way, but I'm going to ask you some questions. Right. I'm going to look over your shoulder because I want to learn. Yeah, I want to get more proficient at this, a little yeah. more self-sustaining. You know, um, I was 
simple things like I, I had a, a headlight bulb go out in my truck a month yeah. ago. I tried to figure it out. I spent like a half hour. I on just it. called my friend like, David. I couldn't. I'm done, bro. I, then I ignored it for a month. <laughs> You just let it, just let it be. Cause I didn't want to acknowledge it. I don't want to tell anybody. I didn't, you know, you're preaching right now. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. And then it hit me like, yeah. there's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe someone's heard of it called YouTube. Yeah. It's, it's a new thing. Uh, just <laughs> yeah, started. Just came out last month. Yeah. Um, Subscribe now to our first video channel. that came up four minutes. Yeah. And, and it was, a, it was literally took me five minutes to, yeah. to swap it out once I got it figured out. But I had to be humble enough to say, okay, like, I don't know how to do this. And me not knowing how to do this mm-hmm. is not going to make it any better. Yeah. So I'm going to acknowledge that. I'm going to go to a source for help. Yeah. And man, and that I, was... I love the example you just gave, though. You said, like, you went to YouTube, right? So I think one thing, and you're preaching right there, right? <laughs> like, there's, you know, you, you ignored it. Oftentimes, if we don't feel adequate enough to answer it, problems in our life, we ignore them until we really have to address them because we get pulled over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or something like that. But what happens is like, I think, you know, the thing is like, well, just ask the Lord for help. And I agree. But the Lord that lives in you might be the one that needs to help me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, does that make sense? Like, it's the same Lord, but like well, your experience with the Lord might actually be the answer to my current journey. Yeah. Does that make sense? And the reality is when you're really stressed, it's really hard to hear from God when you're really stressed and on edge and be still and no internally. You're like, Oh, emotions are riled up. (laughs) Yeah. That's just hard. Yeah. So that's where like being in community with other people, is such Mm -hmm. a gift. Um, We're not meant to do life alone. Mm -hmm. We're meant to be here for each other, to help each other out, to, to, to do those kind of things. So um, you know, we, I believe we're built and hardwired for community. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're never intended to know it all, like, yeah. especially in this day and age when we have access to more information than we could ever possibly hope to retain. Right. right. Um, it's silly to think that yeah. you should have it all together. And if you don't, yeah, if you don't know every single thing that's out there right. on the internet, then you're less than, you know, man, yeah. Man, sorry. And I think that's what I, I feel like that's kind of like, it's so easy to do it with like soul care mm-hmm. that we may not know about it because we don't talk about it or we may just not know what to do. Like we know like, Hey, every time I'm around this person or in this situation, like I feel this way, what do I do with it? So let's say you've taken some steps, whether it's like you've you know written things down or you've identified mm-hmm. like I'm feeling this, what are some ways to not allow your emotions to govern you, but to be like, Hey, this is data. I'm going to make this decision. Cause I think, the power of choice is huge for humans, right? Like yep. it's one of the, I think it's maybe the only thing that makes us really human. Like, I don't know. But at some point, once you have all that data gathered, you have to do something with it. Yeah. Take it for the Lord, whatever. What do you suggest generally just for everyone? Like, hey, you've got all this data. Yeah. I mean, simple, you know, just writing it out, like it's a simple practice. But, but to- we can't journal because that's, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I started to after you said that, like literally two years ago, bro, my phone is filled with yeah. like entries, like for real. And, um, you know, I talk things over with, I have a counselor I go to see so I can go to him with stuff. But one of the things that he has told me is like, what, like if you have two options on something, yeah. like let your brain wander for a minute or two with each option. Okay. Like, just take it there, run with it. Yeah. Find, like just let it go. And yeah. At the end of that time, you're going to be able to see pretty, mm-hmm. I, for the most part, pretty clearly 
what's a better option? What's a more mm-hmm. God honoring option? Yeah. Um, what's a healthier option? Like sometimes we have to play it out in our heads or on paper. Yeah. Um, to really see where that decision is going to go. Yeah. One thing that I, I feel like I've used you for is a soundboard. I think for me, I've never always been like a big ride out. I've been doing that. Like, like I said, like probably like a year and a half ago, two years, you'd mention it in like one of our pastors meeting mm-hmm. or something. And so, you know, I'm actually gonna give this a shot shot. Like I'm 26. Like, here we go. I like soundboards. Like I like being able to take the two ideas, spitball them. Be like, this is what I'm thinking. Um, I think one of the things, the misconceptions though, is like, if you're doing that and let's say there's a negative result on one and a positive, like you're still bad because there was a negative result on that answer. And I think being able to f- figure out like what is going on and then process out the product of it or the end result. But when you process with someone, I think one of the keys is to not process with someone going through the same thing with you because it might not be beneficial. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I tell students this all the time. If you're struggling with uh, pornography, don't go tell a friend and figure it out together when you're both are struggling and still watching pornography, mm-hmm. go to someone who's either overcome it or someone like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that they've overcome and that they're living like above that, like talk to them, ask them for tips, tricks, advice. Yeah. You How want, do you feel about like that? Yeah. You want to go to vetted sources. Like, um, if I, if I'm looking for a how to video on YouTube, I'm going to look and see how many views has this video? That's what I do like, is it 30 views or a hundred thousand? Yeah, like, I mean, you know, and that's like simple, like stuff that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Like, so when we're talking about deeper stuff, like soul care, like I'm going to go to a trusted source. Yeah. I'm not going to just go to the, um, I don't, I'm not going to go to somebody down the street and just like, yeah. like you have a lot of problems. Help me with mine. With yeah. It. Yeah, I, I, you're going to go to a vetted source. You, yeah. you got to know who you're going to. And I think that's the key. Like, I think, one thing for me I found, and has nothing against friends, but like my friends aren't always the vetted source. Mm-hmm. Like I like to go to someone who's maybe outside of my normal world who yep. can look and have a higher perspective or a cleaner perspective. Um, but let's get to talking about Adventures of the Soul, Thad. Yeah. Like we talked about, you know, Adventures of the Soul is hard. You have to be honest, open, transparent. I think one of the Adventures of the Soul that um, that is so easily overlooked um is the idea of just an adventure in the soul and it, of itself. Like I said, I feel like it's kind of overlooked a lot, maybe not talked about as much. Um, what is the win when you go on adventures of the soul, Thad? In your own personal life, what has been the win? Like what's been the, like, so let's say, because I know you haven't done this your whole life. Like not everyone's addressed it. Like when it comes to like adventure of the soul, what's the intimidation factors? But what are some of the wins that you have found on going on those adventures? Well, I think for me, I've, I've realized and become more of who God made me to be. You can preach it to the choir. Keep going, bro. Keep going. Yeah, I mean, that's um, huge. You know, like it's been a holistic thing. So I've had, you know, again, like trusted, vetted sources, friends, my own, you know, pastors for me, mm-hmm. um, my wife, family members. Like it's all, they've all played a role in, yeah, in helping me get to that point. But there's, um, just finally understanding and being not just being okay with, but actually like loving who I have found that God's made me to be has just been um, such a tremendous thing. And and that's really only come um, 
I, I'm still sort of on this discovery with it, but I would say the last few years is when I've really seen some mm-hmm. some fruit. So it's it's been a for me, it's been a quite a long process of un you know, a long process of unearthing and digging and yeah. um sifting and, and discovering. Yeah. Um but to finally like feel I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is, but um, feel freedom, freedom, but like it's just contentment. Like mm. it, I'm content with who God made. I'm happy with who God made me to be. I'm wow. I love like. Dude, you're touching like I can feel the to, Lord. Like you're touching on yeah, something huge. To, to sit and just say like, I love who God created me to be, mm. and I'm. I'm finally sure of it and confident in it. And it looks different than a lot of the people around. That was my biggest, I think, struggle for many years was it looked mm. different than um, than most of the people I've been around or worked yeah. with. Um, and so there's been a battle of, um, am I supposed to look like mm-hmm. that? Or how do how do I be me in a world that's or in a in a, in a in a place that's different than me? Yeah, um, that's challenging sometimes because again, then you're you're blazing a path for yourself that there's no roadmap to. Wow, you have to trust your guide, and yeah. that, and that's what makes it an adventure. Um, Isaiah forty two sixteen is a um, in the message version of the Bible is a passage God brought to my attention like 12, 13 years ago, and it's been um, hugely beneficial mm-hmm. for for me in this adventure process. And mm. um, let's see if I can say if it If you need all. your phone, bro, grab it, please. <laughs> um, um, but basically God is saying, but I'll take the hands of those who don't know the way, who can't see where they're going. I'll be a personal guide to them, directing them mm. through unknown country. Um, oh, man. You know, he's dead. like, I gotta look it up now. I got, I got stage fright going on well, here. While you're, while you're looking that up, I think it's, I think it's <laughs> I so, tried. no, I Let's... think it's so critical what you're saying, bro. Like you're speaking in my soul. Like I think oftentimes when you see people and I love social media and digital stuff, like I think when you see social media posts from people or you run certain people, like you're like, where did I go wrong? Yeah. Where did I not get that? You know, kind of a thing, but go yeah. ahead, bro. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry about No, that. dude, you're, you're excited. But I'll go take ahead. the hand of those who don't know the way, who can't see where they're going. I'll be a personal guide to them, directing them through unknown country. I'll be right there to show them what roads to take, make sure they don't fall into the ditch. These mm. are the things I'll be doing for them, sticking with them and not leaving them for a minute. Wow. Um, but like, that is that whole thought of like, God's going to take my hand, especially when I don't know mm-hmm. where I'm going. And he's going to be my personal guide. Like I, I'm not a rock, never been a mountain climber, never did any of that. But that's kind of what I think about. It's like, God's taking me on this journey. He's taking all of us on this journey. Mm -hmm. He knows the destination. um, But maybe we're surrounded by fog. And I think maybe that's the point because the point isn't the destination. The point is relationship with the father. And so I believe God's going to do like the fog is a gift in that yeah. because it forces trust or 
doesn't force trust, but it gives us an opportunity to really yeah. put a hundred percent of our trust and faith in him yeah. to say, God, I don't, I can't see where this is going, but I know you know where it's going. I mm-hmm. know you know what you're doing. So I'm going to let you take me by the hand yeah. and I'm going to literally step where you just stepped. Yeah. And then I'm going to step again where you just stepped. And the, you know, that whole thing is as God's guiding you, you got to yeah. stay like, you got to keep up with him. That's so good, man. Um, but it just develops this mm-hmm. constant um, development of your faith in him and trust in him. Yeah. I feel like one of the themes I keep hearing you say that is like, just trusting that God is the good guide. Absolutely. Cause I think like, I think when it comes to the spiritual side of our walk, like, like we can see his, it's easy to see his goodness. Like you see, he's been faithful. He shows up time and time again. We see that. But I feel like when you're asking for a guide, you're automatically into the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, you know what I mean? Like there's no like, oh, I've already pre-gamed my mental, my mentality. I've already pre-gamed <laughs> reading my Bible this week. Like on, on adventures of the soul, like the starting place is foggy. Yeah. And you're like, all right, Lord, I know this path says anger and we got to figure it out. Here we go. <laughs> well, and Like, is that kind of how it is? Like, Yeah. And that's the point is I think God wants active participants in this. He doesn't yeah. want to drag. He's you. not going to just, he could just pick us up and put yeah. him, put us on his back and just climb all the way up that mountain yeah. and sidestep every Hey, you learn nothing. We're here though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And great. At the end of the day, yeah. we got a free ride to the top and right. wow, that was yeah. So exciting. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Yay. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, but no, instead, we still are promised the same mm-hmm. destination, but you get so much more out of that entire experience of doing with him. Yeah. I keep getting this like, uh, you've made me comfortable, Fed. So I'm like, <laughs> I've, uh, I keep getting this like picture, bro, like while you're talking is like, we all have different paths in our soul that are still foggy. They all lead to him. But we get the full picture of him and who we are, the more paths we start clearing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I just keep seeing that, like, as you're talking, because I think sometimes we're like, oh, I hit this one path. But I think, I think the Lord's like, oh, yeah, you did do that one. Let's go on the next one. Mm-hmm. Like, like, if you've ever been hiking, there's always multiple path options. Some are long, some are short. Some are like, we just did that. Like, <laughs> and then there's some are like, we're still on this. Yeah. And I feel like that's how it is with your soul. Like, one that you might think is easy is actually the longest one. And one that you might think is hard is actually super short sometimes. Um, so Thad, I don't know if you, if you're willing to, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Would you be willing to be vulnerable and tell us a soul journey with you? Like it doesn't have to be anything like super intense or anything like that, but like just an example of like, you know, when I started feeling this, I started identifying this and then I, I started talking with this person, just almost like a practical and I can do one too, uh, but like, or I can go first or whatever. Up to you. <laughs> you want me to go first? Sure, go okay. first. Maybe that'll jar. Yeah. Well, it's like this. So like um, one of the biggest things that I've, I struggled with my whole life um, was anger. Um, I think a lot of people might be able to rate. Some people don't like my wife. I don't think she relates at all. Um, but like for me, it was anger. And I wasn't really angry as a kid. Um, I started noticing as I was like 15, 16, I was punching holes in walls, doors, like just anger. And I met with someone and he's like, dude, how long has anger been like an issue for you? Like what's going on with that? Like, you know, I was like, ah, you know, recently. And he's like, what happened, you know, with that? And I realized, you know, it's when my dad had passed away and I was like, yeah, but there's no way anger would come out of that. 
And he's like, okay, what do you think came out of that? I'm like, well, you know, just being sad. He goes, no, anger came out of that. So I was like, tell me how anger that is. He's like, you felt powerless. Anger makes you feel like you're in power. When you can destroy things, you feel like you have mm-hmm. power. He's like, but in that situation, you're the most powerless person in that situation. It's like, how does it make you feel? And would just literally walk me through. And so there have been times where like, you know, later on in life, I get mad or frustrated or something. And a lot of my uh, friends are like, I've never really seen him angry, you know, or anything like that. And it's not because I'm perfect, like at being like, you can ask my wife, like he gets angry, he gets, you know, he gets frustrated, you know. But for me, it was, it was that moment of realizing like, man, this caused something in me, in my soul that I had no idea. I had thought it was sadness, but this whole time it was anger. Mm-hmm. And it took someone else being like, hey, bro, like, I think you were mad. Like, you know what I mean? And so anytime I feel angry in my mind, I, I don't go like, well, this is sin. This isn't of God, right? I go, okay, whatever caused this, is its value in, is it, does it have enough value for you to get angry? And people are like, well, well you, nothing has enough value for me to get that mad about, to punch a hole in a wall, to punch a hole in, in my mind, mm-hmm. like on my journey, yeah. no matter what happens, uh, friends stab you in the back or whatever. Like for me, it's like anger to me is now officially like the last resort, if any resort at all. But I've never, I haven't been there. This started when I was 15, it's 13 years later, I'm saying this. <laughs> I thought it was a short little path of like, oh, you're just sad. You'll be fine later on. It's like, no, you're mad, dude. And things that remind you of being powerless, you get angry. And so for me, the journey has been like, you know, in my mind, does this have value? The second thing I do is if it's a person, do I love them more than the situation? And if I do, which it should be your answer, right? Like (laughs) that should be my answer because whatever they do, I love them more. And Prime example, you know, talking to Joshua Lofton, you know, the guy that, that murdered my dad, yeah. like we have a friendship now and it's, it's not because I'm this great Christian person. I value the human on the side of that more than my emotion. Mm-hmm. And so that's just kind of what, what kind of a, a glimpse of soul care is like, yeah. is it valuable? Like, is the person more valuable than the emotion that's being caused is, you know, what I'm getting mad about even worth it kind of a thing. And then I, and if it it really bothers me, I say like, Lord, or I go to my friends, like, why is this bothering me so much? And it's sort of like, it's because you're insecure about this. Ah, oh, dang. Okay. You know, so anything like yeah. that, like any, any that's examples good. for you? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for, ooh, let's see I'm 44, so I would say 20. You're good looking at 44. You're welcome. 20. <laughs> um, you know, 30, 30 years of battling depression. Yeah. Um, initially, wh- where that led me was to this belief, this place that God loved me. But, like, I grew up a Christian. I still remember... Um, Six years old in the backyard with my yeah. my family, my parents leading us through the prayer, July nineteenth, nineteen eighty two. Um, you know, I like I remember mm-hmm. that we we would celebrate it every year, our spiritual birthday. Wow. Um, so I knew God, um, raised to believe that He loved me, but my battles with depression really sort of led me down this path of believing, well, He loves me, but He doesn't like me. Mm. And I, I don't know how that actually exists and existed and, in yeah, my mind. Yeah, but, but it did. It made sense. And honestly, like, I think it's a narrative for a, a lot of people. Yeah, like God loves me because He's supposed yeah. to, because He created us yeah. all, whatever, blah blah blah. But like and love, he doesn't what you're like different. me. Yeah. He doesn't want really want much to do with me. 
Um, mm. And again, like I, I get a lot from reading. So um, there was a book um, that just opened my eyes. It wasn't a new revelation, but it was like my, I had blinders on my eyes yeah. and they were removed to the, the fact that mm-hmm. um, God wants relation. Like he didn't just create us so we could be saved and then go to right. heaven with him someday, spend eternity with him. Like right. he wants relationship with us right now. Yeah. Like friendship with us. Um, and ever since that, switch kind of got flipped in my head. Like I still go through depression stuff. I still go through spurts. So I have, that's why I still see a counselor. I mm-hmm. have um, ways of, of combating that. But, um, you know, many times I'm able to use those moments now to remind myself of that. You yeah. know, Hey, remember what you learned way back then that like, not only does God love you, like he actually wants to spend time with you, Thad. Like, yeah. God, there's a level of closeness that you have with the Father that mm-hmm. no matter what you're feeling in this moment, it, it doesn't change yeah. that. Um, so that 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 challenge has kind of been, um, you know, while I still battle it, it's sort of been like re- revised into a, it's not a, I'm never call it a blessing, but I, you know, God certainly uses it many times to remind me of, of his truths and just of that simple fact that um, God truly likes me. Yeah. Well, I feel like you're using, I feel like you're using a battle to glorify the Lord. Like, I think, I think it's so easy to have your perspective, not what yours is. Mm-hmm. And like you said, this has been going on for a while and, and you know, I'm hoping anybody listening or watching like, you just heard shortcuts. Like, you know, you heard you, not like shortcuts on the path, no, like yeah. things to start putting in place now. Um, because I think oftentimes, like when you start reminding yourself of what he actually says about you, what he actually thinks about you, I feel like it's hard to have any thoughts contrary to that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I, I love that you said like, it's been a long time and in my mind, you're not losing. Right? No, absolutely not. Like, you're not losing. No. Nope. You're not losing the battles. No. Nope. You're winning because you're worshiping. You're winning because you're seeing yourself the way he sees you. When the closer we've gotten, the the more I've been able to ad- accept and, ad- and adapt his perspective on this, which is anytime I have a, like, so for me, my depression is not necessarily as, it's not necessarily chemically. Yeah induced so that that's a whole nother that's a whole different genre topic. yeah um for me it's it's much more spiritually driven and so um you know now i can i can see it now as spiritual attack yeah not chemical not, imbalance not or not reality yeah it's it's an attack that's coming on me it's not it's not a reality that's true and yeah realized um yeah. and to be able to to see it for what it is now, because God and I have put in this work over all mm-hmm. these years, yeah, um, along with the help of many other people, like yeah. that's such a huge victory and a huge gift. Yeah. So, Thad, what I, I want to try to summarize all of this at the end here, like I know there's not going to be like five exact keys, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> give me five keys to 
But what are like some, what are, would you say like three to five, three to five like steps or something like that, that you would, you know, someone comes to you, Hey, I, I want to start soul care. Yeah. How do I do that? So Thad, as Samuel Dean Warden, <laughs> I want to start soul care. What do I do? I would just say, I think it's important to pay attention to what breathes life into you. And by that, I mean like, yeah, you know, what, what just, what always seems to just settle you down, make you, it's not always about feeling better, but like, again, like for me, like nature, when I'm in nature, I just, I feel a little bit more like who okay. I was meant to be. I'm so getting a little in the arena. Settled. So what, maybe it's, you know, listening to some music, maybe mm -hmm. it's um, reading, maybe it's writing, maybe it's yeah. creative stuff. Maybe it's, gardening for some people right. i don't like but whatever what brings you life, life into you yeah. if you could do anything you know what would that be that's a place to start now there's a lot of things that maybe we're going to initially say that doesn't actually do that you're gonna it, like it's a process again to work yeah. through some of this until you land on certain like again like it took me years to be able to identify fire like sitting around a fire that's like that's it. highly specific yeah, yeah. like out of camping that's the most specific yes um but you know it starts with what, what do i enjoy doing yeah and that's a and journey then, of itself invite and, and not to be this is not a super cheesy thing but just simply like invite them into it yeah and then just go do it yeah i, and, I feel like it, that right there though like the uh, second step invite find something yeah. that brings you life and then invite the lord because if i was like I'm going to go camping. And then I go, I'm like, where's Thad? <laughs> well, you didn't invite him. The, really, like, <laughs> the, in, the invitation, like he's always with us. Right. It's not even that he's not going to be there if right. you don't invite him. It's just that you're creating the awareness in yourself that he's actually there. Right. It's the invitation. And you're, yeah, you're giving him a little bit of permission to say like, I want to do this with you. Like, let's do this together. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be invited on an adventure? Right. And I think God's the same way. I, I got to believe that he puts himself mm -hmm. in a position where he's going to sit back and yeah, like, let us invite him. I just, I, I kind of enjoy thinking about that sometimes, like how much he must enjoy that to hear mm -hmm. me say, Hey God, I'm going to camping this weekend. You want to, you want to come hang out? I mean, me and a couple of buddies were going, but you want to come yeah. with? That's so awesome. Um, and then you're just, you're just doing life with them. Yeah. And, you don't have to like make it a super religious thing where yeah. every minute you're setting alarms on your phone, like every five minutes, remember God's with you, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, but you just do your thing yeah. and, and yeah, let him be a part of the process. And I love that. Invite him into it. All right, Thad, would you pray over anybody listening, whether it's on Spotify, iTunes, Google play yeah. or watching on YouTube, just pray over their soul journey. And even people who may not have had one before, but is wanting to start after listening mm -hmm. to you talk, would you just pray over them, bro? And then we'll play a quick five for five game and then we'll, we'll peace out. Yeah. Holy spirit. I just thank you for who you are. I thank you for, um, how you've created each of us uniquely. And so I just pray for anyone listening right now that wants to explore more of what it looks like to just live life with you, to do life with you, to, um, to get to know themselves better, to get to know you better, that you would, um, just meet them right where they're at, God. I pray that even uh, as today unfolds and tomorrow unfolds, that you would uniquely and creatively like just show them that you're present. And I love how you do that with me. Every time I see a hawk, 
Like I just think about you. Um, and that's not something I developed. It's just something that you gifted me with. Um, and so I just thank you for how you show me that you're around. Pray that you would do that for the people that are listening today. Um, God, I thank you that you, your primary goal is to develop a relationship with us. That that's that's your drive. That's your motivating factor in all this. Is you want relationship with us. So I thank you today, God, that you not only love us but you like us. And I pray that everyone listening today would receive a greater understanding of that, and um, that they would they would feel that truly today that you do like them and you genuinely want to just hang out with them, to do life with them. Um, but we're also appreciative just that you're willing to, to guide us, um, to, to take us through life, to walk us through life, to develop us, to show us more of who you are and who you created us to be every day. God, I thank you that you don't overwhelm us with everything at once, that you take us on this, this process and this journey of growth. Um, so I just, I, I pray you'd meet people where they're at today, that um, however they present themselves to you, that you would, we thank you that you're more than faithful to meet them there and to take their hands um, and to guide them on their next steps in developing um, their relationship with you and, and, and just a healthier um, soul in this process. We thank you so much for how much you love us, for how you've created us. Thank you for who you've surrounded us with. And I just pray a blessing over everybody today, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Well, Thad, thanks for joining us, bro. We're going to play a quick five for five. All right. If you've seen any of these, this is how we do the end of it. But yeah. I'm going to say five words. You tell me what comes to your mind first. Okay. So number one, camping. Heaven. I love it. Fire. Manly. <laughs> no offense, women. No offense, ladies. Family. Life. Um, this podcast. Fun. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Last one, the Vineyard Church of Central Illinois. Home. I love it, bro. I yeah. love it. Hey, if you guys are watching, please subscribe to YouTube. Click the notification bell so you know when our videos go live. Also, if you're listening, please subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or Apple. Apple.